The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. Welcome everyone to Neo Reality Collective episode 15. I'm your host, Derek Brown, and today we're talking about more pop culture news, and we're starting off with wrestling. We got a total of 38 articles to talk about because there were plenty of stuff that happened apparently on Thursday and Friday. Oh yeah. Wow, I'm gonna be busy. So, anyways, let's get into this. Impact Wrestling is making a play for Buddy Murphy. The no complete clauses of recently released superstars are starting to expire, though, like I mentioned, like I mentioned to some people on, on Twitter and on my uh, ATW group chat, Buddy Murphy's expires in August, uh, later late in August. So he could theoretically show up between he could show up on September 1st as Dynamite. Right? And in theory, show up on Impact on the on September 2nd. So, the no-compete clauses are recently expiring. Malachi Black appeared on Dynamite to kick Arn Anderson and Cody Rose heads into the fifth row, while Chesley Green appeared on RH and served into the women's title tournament. So, okay, so let's let's get real on that. Uh, Malachi Black, yeah, I, I talk about this on my other developing podcast products, projects I'm working on. So, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of a thing. Chelsea Green, however, was someone who managed to ask for her con for her conditions to be re- realized so she could leave the reason why that is is probably because this is my thoughts is that because WWE she kept getting injured so it wasn't really much of a run in WWE so they were like okay you can go because let's be real there was nothing for her afterwards like the second she got injured the second time it was it was done I feel like it was done and WWE realized yeah we can't do this it's not working out. Like they stay, they stopped by her with her injury, and he helped her heal up. So at least there's some decency left in the world in that company. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I feel like yeah, they made the right decision when Chelsea Green let her contract go when she healed up. But yeah, she's now an ROH TV. No idea if she's showing up on Impact. We'll see on this coming Slammiversary on Saturday, but Saturday night. But it's going to be a fun ride for everybody since Matt Cardona is in need of a tag partner for his mixed tag team match. So Meltzer reportedly said, don't know anything regarding AEW, but do know Impact is making a major play for the former Buddy Murphy. So, would I like to see Buddy Murphy in AEW? Yes, but we know AEW can't buy everybody up because that was our complaint for WWE. So, I would love if Buddy, I would be alright if Buddy Murphy went to went to it went to impact or nwa or japan i honestly am rooting for him to go to japan and plus he could show up on AEW on a later date because he's part of that society of, of alliances which is awesome so the wrestling agreements the forbidden door saga uh can be explored more on that but uh yeah it is kind of fun. I would like to see Buddy Murphy show up other promotions before he goes to AEW, before he's officially committed to being All Elite. I would love him to have a run in Japan for a little bit. 
my god, there, there's just so much stuff he can do in the wrestling business now. He's one of their top, he's a top player. He is everything you would want in a, in a top player. And he had a series of great matches with Alistair Black during their trilogy, which ultimately went nowhere because when you think about it, Alistair Black beat him all three times. Yeah, Benny Murphy was the one that got the big push. And then Alistair Black was sent to the side. And then Benny Murphy was sent to the side. And then you're all wondering what the heck was even the point of that? Oh man, that, that's just so bad. Oh man. So we've been hearing talks that The Rock wants to fight Roman Reigns. We're all for it. I'm all for it. I want to see Roman Reigns versus The Rock. Hollywood probably doesn't. Because WrestleMania 29, The Rock had his last match against John Cena, and he had suffered a sustaining injury that delayed several movie projects, and Hollywood had a huge investment with The Rock, so insurance policy-wise, that would cost a steep price. So, there are concessions to be made, Dave Meltzer reportedly said, so take it with a grain of salt with him. Concessions are apparently made that if the if the Rock cannot compete in a singles match at, at WrestleMania, he will instead be put in a tag match with one of the Usos against Reigns and the other Uso in a tag team match. I'm kind of not for that. Not not be, because we got just resolved the Uso stuff with Roman, and I would like it if he moved on to something else. But yeah, I, I get the tag aspect. I would honestly kind of like it more if I know I know this might be pushing it, but I would honestly like him to have The Rock and Cena tag team against Roman Reigns and the Usos two on three, and you know be like uh like The Rock and Stock versus Evolution, the 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 Rock C Nation taking on the Bloodline, and you know Rock can be pinned by Roman and we can end it there. It's still a big match if they do that, and plus the Usos get to main event WrestleMania. Uh, but yeah, their idea, but their perfect dream is to get Roman versus Rock, and the backup plans are just in case Hollywood says we don't want to do this match unless you take full precautions. And by that, we mean limit the Rock's wrestling stuff. Because he's getting up there, he's up there in age, so he could get injured if this happens. Though, with wrestlers nowadays becoming more and more active in at the, in their age, like Sting still wrestles a little bit. He still takes bumps in his 60s. Uh, we got Ricky Morton doing suicide dives at Panama Sunrise. Oh, God. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. The, Rock, the Rockers, I think their names was. The Rock and Roll Express. And they're still active pretty much and they're doing big matches from time to time and doing stuff that you probably are thinking how the hell is this guy doing it when he's like nearing his 70s and he's moving like a cruiserweight so yeah so plus there's plus technology's really advanced come a long way with medical stuff so i get i get hollywood's concerns even though i don't support the hollywood conglomerate but it, it's understandable why they would be concerned that their highest paid actor in the world and one of the biggest stars in Hollywood, who is also in a Black Adam movie, has to say, yeah, we probably don't want to have him wrestle. Meanwhile, we had the Tegan Knox and Sotzi Blackheart call up, including Tony Storm being called up for this coming next Friday of SmackDown. Yeah, it was reportedly said, according to Dave Meltzer, like I said, take that, 
um, with the grain of salt. He says that those cops were a last second call, all for a reason, saying that Vince McMahon's MO, he made the motivation, he made the thing, saying that Vince McMahon reportedly looked at the advanced ticket sales, didn't like the, the low sales they're making, and yeah, basically they were like, we need fresh faces. And I'm thinking, okay, can you give me a better product? I mean, that is the reason why your tickets are stagnant. Like, you could have the damnest greatest roster in the history of wrestling, which you do, by the way, but if you don't have the writing, the quality content, it's worthless. Why is this so hard for Vince to accept that? I, I know he doesn't want to admit that, but WWE is suffering from creative issues, not from a roster issue. This is the best the roster's ever been in their days, and yeah, they're still not getting it. Sad. <sighs> Anyways, Bailey got her surgery for a torn ACL injury. She just got a surgery and she went on Twitter and proclaimed, can't wait to miss the first show in front of fans again. I blame you for this. Thanks a lot. Uh, Bailey, you like to make us mad. Uh, yeah. So Bailey's blaming us for the injury. I'm mean, like, we know it's her being a heel and everything and definitely not someone who would actually be a crybaby and say that we're just a bunch of jealous haters because we're, because they're dating someone else. Ain't that right, Colby Lopez? But I get it, I get it. Congrats to Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch's marriage. Came out of left field in all honesty. Like, I'm not saying it wasn't going to happen. I'm like, they have a kid now. But, yeah. But there is good news for employees of WWE. Still bad news. Still sucks for the independent contractors, though. But the WWE employees have reportedly been told that the company will be reinstating pay raises and promotions for a significant portion of the workforce in line for a raise in the coming weeks. The WN Sire was reporting that WWE held an all-hands-on-deck meeting with the employees on Thursday ahead of the company going back on the road. Oh, and finally welcoming back to the show. The meeting was immensely positive, as Warren's staff was told we're told that they would be bringing back pay raises and promotions. The positive comes after Fightful Select reported in February that Dirty told staff in the meeting, in a meeting that the company would not be providing promotions, pay raises, or bonuses. It was noted that the edict was only for employees and did not cover talent or wrestlers. However, they have removed, made the move to reverse that course, with the PW's insider report saying the implication for that meeting was that a big part of the workforce would receive a pay increase in the coming days and weeks. Employees returned to office working earlier in July ahead of the company's return to live touring. Yay! Yay, they're getting paid again! Yay! Let's hope it actually works out well. And not ultimately shove us up in the ass again. Oh, God. Uh, also, you all remember that dream match we wanted? Brock Lesnar versus Bob Lashley? We're not getting it. Oh, man. <laughs> Why do they do this to us, man? Why does nobody hate him? And hate us? I mean, like, it, it's clearly obvious they have a hatred for the fans, despite the amount of money we give them, even when they stab us in the back multiple times. And you're just trying to wonder how this works. So, apparently there was a discussion to have Lashley and Lesnar meet, 
which is sadly not going to happen. So, yeah. Guess who they are going to have? Goldberg! 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 Yeah, they're going to do Goldberg versus Lashley, apparently, it seems. Oh, God, there's so much wrong with that. So, yeah. Goldberg is set to fight Lashley. He's set to return to Monday Night Raw this coming after Money in the Bank. The decision was made not to go with Lashley versus Lesnar, the match they promised Lashley like several years ago, and they said, you'll get it by SummerSlam. We're changing our minds, Roman versus Lashley. Is Roman versus Lesnar. Okay, we'll promise you again next year. Not doing it next year. Not doing it next year. We're giving it to Drew McIntyre next year. You're finally going to do it. Yeah. We're not doing it. What? At this point, he he should just walk. If he has to take the belt and just dump it in the trash at this point, just do it. I mean, how many times has WWE said, we'll give you a solid man. We'll we'll do you a solid. We'll give you Lesnar versus Lashley, a match you've wanted for a long time, and they don't do it. They're instead saying that, like, here's the thing. I would have been all right with this if they say we'll promise it for WrestleMania and they will swear it by blood if they did that, which they're probably not going to do, but still. But we know that's not going to happen. They can't have a bigger match than Roman versus Rock. So, they're not going to do Lashley versus Lesnar in WrestleMania. They're probably not even going to do it at all at this point. Lashley and Lesnar are in their mid-40s, mid to late 40s, and they can't do this forever. Lesnar looks royally old because quarantine finally got to him. Like, he has a massive amount of hair and beard, and you're just like, oh, oh, quarantine has not been kind to you, man. On your farm. But yeah, apparently the reasoning was, once again, we gotta protect him for Roman's time. Because apparently they did not want Lesnar to lose to Lashley because they think, for some miraculously unexplained reason, that it will poorly not sit well with those in Roman Reigns' camp and think that it will destroy Lashley's credibility. Yeah, because it doesn't do a badass who is apparently bad for business. Okay, why is Lashley being Lesnar a problem? Lesnar's last match, he lost to Drew. Why not lose to to Lashley? Then go away for a while, fight at Royal Rumble against Roman, then we could do Rock versus Roman, and there, everybody wins. Why not do that? Is that asking too much? Yeah, I think that's asking too much from Vince. So this is once again the whole, let's put all our eggs in one basket. Roman must be sacred, even when we tried to erase him when he walked out on us because he had balls to tell us no, when I'm not doing the show because I'm because the COVID's running rampant and you're not taking it seriously, damn it. Yeah. But, um... So Roman Reigns is once again in that state where everyone loves him, but then management starts to say, we got to screw him over a little bit by protecting him too much. 
everything must revolve around Roman, even if Roman says don't do it. Because Vince can't say without having a happy Roman Reigns day. But, yeah. So there was going to be a big UK title match for WWE NXT UK with Aja Dragunov. If I butchered that, I'm sorry, man. You had an awesome match with him. Walter has sustained an injury. No! You bastards. You put me in the best position in my life. Why? Why did we have to not be given this match? I like for Vince is probably the best moment in his life because now he can find an excuse not to do it yet. So, yeah, the injury is indeed legitimate. There was reports that he had suffered a hand injury and there's no worry how long he'll be out. But the match has not been delayed and they're not stripping him of the title, which honestly I understand at this point because he's over 600 days and therefore if they do that, it will be very lackbustered. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I still kind of wish during his reign as champ, he should have, would have, should have gotten where he tied up with Pete Dunne, and then they do a match with Pete Dunne with him in order for Dunne to protect his title as the number one champ of the modern era, the longest reign of the modern era, and then he was, and then Walter retains and goes and goes over and gets in the, and overpasses Pete Dunne, Lesnar, and CM Punk. That that would have that would have been awesome if they did that. You couldn't make that pay per view for Takeover NXT UK. Sadly, it happened during the COVID scan scuff, so we can't do that. Too late now. But yeah, Walter did in fact suffer an injury, and it sucks. He's going to be out. We don't know how long he's going to be out, but there is a picture of him wearing a brace around his hand. So, yeah. There's also a big spoiler that's coming out. Becky Lynch is reportedly scheduled to return at this coming Money in the Bank. She's not going to be part of the Money in the Bank because that w because why do not do a surprise, prize appearance and match? No, 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 no. They're just going to have her show up and then do something to build her up. But yeah, um, Becky Lynch is coming back. The reason why I'm saying she's not in the Women's Money in the Bank match is because it's good to go to Tamina. I gotta be real. I, I had my expectations set low, especially when they teased Sonya and, and Becky, and I was like, okay, you're gonna screw it up somehow. And then you went over to me, and I was like, wow. I, like, I'll do respect to Tamina, but like, I had my expectations low, and somehow you're underperforming even worse than I imagined. I mean, <laughs> it's not even the fact that, that they did it on TV. I would have just been okay with that. No, they just said, eh, we'll put it out on our tweet. That, 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 that would be suitable enough, right? I mean, they can't even bother to just make a story on TV for it. They just, eh, here's a tweet. Like, one of my friends from ATW, uh, who's currently doing some awesome stuff lately on her wrestling blog job and her training and whatnot. I won't go into details because that's her business. But, um... She didn't know. She didn't know that Tamina was in the bank because they just announced it on Twitter. And then you were like, oh, you didn't look on Twitter? You should have known that by now, you dumb. Because that's how Vince sees us. 
Not everyone goes on social media. I know it's a foreign concept. I know it's a foreign imagination to imagine there's now one person on the entire planet that has not gone on social media before, but it exists. And there's also politicians that like to say they go on social media, even though some of them have said they never use the internet yet want to pass internet laws for something they've never experienced. But that's just me. And Barry's articles that where they publicly admitted to that during the SOPA stuff. Oh. Anyways. NXT UK is going to be having issues. They're going to be taped. They will be switched around for two weeks and they will be taped due to the Olympics. Damn you, Olympics. Okay. So it sucks for them. And there's rumors even around they're going to move on to the, the Sci-Fi Channel for the first time. And yeah, that the two that the NXT will be on the Sci-Fi Channel for the first time since since the original NXT days. So they're back to where they all began for two weeks due to the uh, due to the uh, the Olympics event. Still hoping Okada takes the torch and. Sh- and says, I declare these Olympics in the COVID era to be open! And slams the torch down with the Rainmaker! And then does his Rainmaker pose like, yeah! And whatnot. Like, he literally, he, he's done. I, I gotta be honest, Okada is done after this. H- how can you top that? You thought you were the big champ in New Japan, now you're not. And then you got told, you're going to carry the torch to the Olympics. You just transcended to godhood. Like, what's left, man? What is left for you to do? Do you see that there is now nowhere else you could go from here? And, and realize you have no more worlds to conquer. Oh, man. It's just hilarious when I think about it, but yeah. Meanwhile, at NXT goes ahead, moves on to do uh, Sci-Fi Channel, Sippy Channel, or the Sharknado t- Channel, uh, also known as the uh, channel that did a very awesome show and then Scrap canceled it after two seasons, and then Amazon picked it up. So good luck on that. Uh, WWE in their NXT division, of course, traded Mandy Rose and Elena between Raw and NXT. Well, that was random. Yeah, Randy Rose made a weird appearance on NXT and looks set to make her make it her new home on the black and gold brand. And she was teaming with Dana Brooke just a few weeks ago. But yeah, they moved her to NXT because apparently this was a trade between Raw and NXT with no explanation what given on TV. They just say, oh, there she is. <laughs> so Leia is now on Raw and yeah. NXT talent they had spoken to said they were surprised to see Rose on Tuesday show, so no one told them. Yeah, that sounds right, right? They don't tell anybody anything. Because you gotta work the workers, even though they there's no reason to work them. <laughs> so the Batman, the upcoming epic for next year. So the per the character who plays the penguin, Colin Farrell, oh and that revealed that in the director's upcoming Matt Reeves' upcoming comic book movie, The Batman. 
and says that while he is in the movie the penguin he's only he confirmed on a happy second few podcasts that's that he is in the movie for five or six scenes amounting to about nine minutes of screen time what he says this i'm only in it for five or six scenes so i can't wait to see the film because it won't be ruined by my presence really it's a freebie to me i'll get a little bit uncomfortable for the nine minutes i have and then the rest of it i cannot wait to see how reeves brought this world to life like i don't even watch my youtube videos like my youtubes or podcasts because uh i get uncomfortable just hearing myself or looking at myself because it's just weird it just makes me feel um, self-conscious so yeah i definitely understand man but yeah, he's only in it for nine minutes, it seems. <laughs> like the trailer when the trailer dropped, um, I think they spent, I think people mentioned how they didn't even know that was the penguin. So I think because they were keeping that intro- that secret a little bit until people told them, oh, that's the penguin. Oh, cool. So. Yeah, Loki's coming back for season two. Yay! Hey. And it'll probably make more of a mess for Doctor Strange to clean up in Multiverse of Madness. But director and pro- executive producer Kay Heron will not be returning, saying, "I'm not returning." Saying her departure from the show was always planned and has said it was her idea from the beginning to stay for only one season. I always planned to just be on this, on for this, and to be honest, season two was in the best thing that just came out. I'm so excited. I'm really happy to watch it as a fan for next season. I just think I'm proud of what we did here, and I'm giving it my all. I'm working on some other stuff yet to be announced. This other stuff is not a new Marvel project, it seems, but she said she would jump at the opportunity to work for Marvel again. Okay, so she's not back, but, um... Yeah, Loki's coming back. Loki will return, and the sacred timeline is forever destroyed. (laughs) Meanwhile, Xbox's Phil Spencer hopes the industry will protect old games from extinction. Oh, don't worry. Backwards compatibility is forbidden by Sony and Nintendo to a little extent. But, uh, yeah, good luck with that, Phil Spencer. Uh, you just need to find more people who are like you, and then they'll go ahead and do it. But Sony's more, but every company conglomerate will be like, no, we will remaster it. We will remake it. And then put microtransactions into it. We will profit from the nostalgia without backwards compatibility. We are the corporate machine. Corporate America, you just hate it, yet the cause and solution to all of life's problems these days. Saying this, uh, kind of from the game cast, he said, I do worry a little bit about losing our art form and the history of it. When I think about old ROMs and main, yeah, that's the thing. And these things where these old games are going to go as hard that, as the hardware that's capable of running those games, I really wish that as an industry we come together to help preserve the history of what gaming is about so we don't lose the ability to go back. So, yeah, Sony doesn't like it. They hate it for some reason. I don't know. Spencer believes that major platform stakeholders need to come together and and archive older games or risk losing access to the titles that help shape the industry. So, yeah. Yes, and they even admitted that, yeah, they also have that guilt because, uh, you know, the Kinect's no longer a thing, so it'd be harder to make that work. 
Um, but other games, cloud-based gaming could be the ideal solution, he believes, so good luck with that. Also, um, HBO really can't let go of Game of Thrones. So, apparently there's two additional... HBO Max is considering developing two additional Game of Thrones animated shows, and has canceled another live-action prequel. Yep. Um. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. It seems like House of Dragons is the only one that survives and tells the story of the Targaryen civil war. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of problematic that most of these prequels they had planned were canceled, and they're trying to make animated projects. But it's just. It's just like it. I, I think I would be more optimistic about it if they had gotten the series finale done right in some people's eyes, considering how everything fell apart for the last season and all the unexpected weird decisions that were made. But, uh, yeah. Speaking of, everyone heard of the Steam Deck, this new handheld portable PC, basically, that will be costing 400 bucks, and yeah, a lot of people have said that there's a lot of potential with this, but the Steam Deck currently can't run Apex Legends, PUBG, or several other big games by default. Yeah. So according to PC Gamer, ProtonDB, games such as Destiny 2, Apex Legends, Rainbow Six Siege, PUBG won't be compatible with the pre-installed SteamOS due to an anti-cheat software not activating the Linux-based operating software and this leaving players locked out of multiplayer servers. There's damn you ambition! So, yeah. Uh, it does sound interesting, but uh, I don't know if I would be interested in getting it myself, but... Yeah, Microsoft says they're always excited about things like Steam Deck, but no game pass commitment is made yet. Uh, yeah, they already have their own cloud-based system, and we just need to get a simple controller for our iPhones, and then we can be done with that. So, yeah. So, a cheat maker for auto-aiming cheats have halted development on an undetectable aimbot as Act at Activision's request. Oh, um, what they think was gonna happen? Like, I, like they say, how they their intent was never to do anything illegal, but isn't that cheating in the game? Like, they try and say this. Like, I'm not an expert on techno on software development, but like, this is what they said. This type of technology has other actual assistive benefits. For example, by pointing a weapon at yourself, you can control movement without the use of limbs. Unfortunately, because of this potential negative impact, I will not be developing further. <sighs> they kept promoting it as undetectable and unstoppable, and yeah, I, I understand, like, if that is the reasoning, he wanted to have something positive out of it, but at the same time, you know, this is the gaming industry, and you know how cutthroat players can be. So they'll exploit it for all they can. Until Activision finds an eventual patch for him and they fix it or go after the guy. So the season just says was probably the best case scenario for him. So, Borderlands movie! Yeah, um... Uh, 
Randy Pitchford, because he has to overhype it potentially, saying that Borderlands movie could end with a tease for Handsome Jack. They, they, they don't... They, Look, I get it. Borderlands is a very popular series of video games, but how about we just stick to making one good movie before we start setting out teasing multiple sequels in it? Can we do that, or is that asking too much Hollywood? I mean, this is the thing for like Cinematic Universe's mistakes. Like, like when they did the Dark Universe and they teased all this stuff for the future movies. Uh, by the way, how is that universe doing? Yeah, no one remembers it, do they? <laughs> yeah, it, it's just annoying. It, it it really is annoying that Hollywood still doesn't seem to get this whole thing that they can't, that they have to focus on making one good movie and then they can focus on making sequels. Like Iron Man told one coherent story, then they got a little greedy, and then they start making more movies or setting the universe. But yeah, just because it's a popularity doesn't mean it's guaranteed for success. I mean, Land Over Dead Space, that was a popular series, then EA ruined it by overhyping it and turning it into a multimedia franchise instead of just being one contained series. One self contained series or trilogy of games, games instead of being whatever the mm, they did with it. So, yeah, bad stuff all around on that. Anyways, everyone, we're going to take a brief break, everybody. We'll be back after these messages. Everyone, take care. We're back, everyone, with Neo Reality Collective. Let's get back into things. Suicide Squad James Gunn's director says Margaret Robbie, Margaret Robbie was is the greatest actor he's ever worked with. Saying, uh, "I came to Margaret and we talked about the script after she read it, and when she we said something about Harley, she was like, "Yeah, but you know more about her than I do because I read every single comic book about Harley Quinn I've ever been in, so that must have taken a long time." I watched every anime movie she's been in, so she has no ego, and it's one of the reasons why she's probably the greatest actor I ever worked with. Not because she says that I know more than she does, but because she just comes out into it in such a way that she's going to go as far as she possibly can with the character. And she's incredibly prepared, incredibly disciplined, able to do the action stuff, and able to do the comedy, able to do drama, and she's a incredibly round-rounded actor. So Gunn pointed out that the comic book characters he often adapts for a movie, including the Suicide Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy, tend to be thinner on the page than typical A-list superheroes and villains. Saying, uh, usually I'm, when I'm writing most of the characters I've written, I'm sort of recreating them for the screen. It's probably one of the reasons why I'm attracted to characters who have been in a few comic books or characters like Star who have never really been well-defined personally. Personality. I mean, Bloodsport, for example, isn't especially well-drawn or well-known. Yeah, I didn't know who Bloodsport was until this happened. Like, I kept hearing someone named Bloodsport, but, like, yeah. But, yeah, Harley Quinn, he goes in and talks about more about the Harley Quinn character and how she, and how he likes Margaret, but, Robbie, but, yeah, I'm excited for the Suicide Squad movie, but we're gonna have to see how that turns out when it comes out in HBO Max and theaters. You will, I will hopefully plan a bonus episode for that down the road. Anyways, Indiana Jones 5 has Antino Banderas, S has been named Harrison Ford's newest co-star in the movie, which is still doesn't yet have a title. Forced reported by Deadline, though it has been revealed which character he will be playing in this and how heavily featured he will be in this movie. Pretty much everything in the film is under wraps, and recently began filming in the UK. That includes the 
Fleabag creator Philip Waller-Bridge and Hannibal actor Mad Mikkelsen, along with some other stuff. And Ford reportedly injuring his shoulder while rehearsing a fight scene for Indiana Jones 5, though it was not expected to affect production in any significant manner. We were feeling to shift course around the actor while the treatment was elevate, elevated. Evaluated. So, yeah, it's still 20, it's gonna come out on July 29, 2022, so we're not even a year out. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know much about this actor, so, yeah. It, it could be, and I'm wondering if Shia LaBeouf will show up in this. I, I don't know, but like, yeah, it's probably, it, like, it's being directed by the guy who made Logan, so that's gotta say for something. <laughs> But yeah, I, it's gonna be interesting since since Steven Spielberg like dropped out of the movie, making Indiana Jones during the first entry of the series. He's not directed by him, so yeah. Meanwhile, Space Jam's director wants Dwayne the Rock Johnson for the third movie and a third potential movie. <sighs> okay, I, I can get LeBron. I can get. Michael Jordan because they're basketball players. The Rock is not a basketball player. I'm like, are they implying that this is going to have wrestling in it? Space Jam's going to turn into a wrestling movie? I'm like, that would be kind of awesome, but yeah. He's currently working on Black Adam, so yeah. Uh, yeah, it came out today at the kind of this podcast is recording, but yeah, it's not getting good reviews, so you might need to lower your expectations a bit. Though The Rock wasn't too fairy, but that was when he was doing it, when he was really starting to explode on the scene yet. Yeah, he was in Doom as well. Meanwhile, God of War. Christopher Judge is going to star as Black Panther in the Marvel Avengers game. He will voice King Chachala from the from, for War for Wakanda, which is coming in August. Um, he, vo- he voiced Kratos, the star of the series, and said that he initially turned down the role because he didn't think he would do it justice. Judge feels that the late Chadwick Boseman's performance in 2018 and forever defined the role for an entire generation, even though there's no way you can measure up. Understandable. However, discussing the role of his children and his mother, he decided to take it, joking that he would they would disown him if they didn't agree if he didn't agree to portray King T'Challa. Narrative lead and narrative consultants Hannah McLee and Evan McNurse both emphasized that this is a very different take on our character than the fans saw in the acclaimed 2018 film. Then after John had just donned the mantle in War of Wakanda, he's worn the mask for quite a while already. Judge said that he, the role presented any challenges for him as he was gently coerced into adapting, adopting a higher pitched voice for the role than his usual deep tones. He also worked with dialogue coach to develop his Wakandan accent for the game. It'll be a new single player, and, it's, and yeah, no idea how long this single player is going to be big. Some say it's 25, more than 25 hours. Others are saying that it might be actually a little bit shorter, but still, oh, I think they mean like overall completion of it, like not just the story, but all the mini stuff. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Fallout 76 developer Bethesda is teasing new significant features in September update. I don't care. I really don't care anymore. I, I'm just not interested in Fallout 76. It's just, it's just been one disaster after another. Like I've heard they've improved, but it's like, to all that stuff. Like first impressions are important, man. And 
And while you could make the argument there are games that manage to do terrible first impressions like No Man's Sky but prove themselves they can hang, Fallout just got, Fallout 76 just progressively got worse and worse in that one year in 2019 and, and you're just amazed that that happened and how that was physically possible. Uh, <laughs> oh god, it's so funny when you think about it. Anyways, um, The Last of Us. Last of Us. <laughs> Is adding Jeffrey Pierce and Mary Bartlett Lit and Con O'Neill to the cast. The HBO series Last of Us is having that for this show. Deadline was reporting that and are joining the post-apocalyptic four, particularly note of note for fans of the original games. Ace Pierce, who voiced Tommy in the game, will reportedly occur as a different character named Perry, who has only been described as a rebel in a quarantine zone. Oh, Bartlett will guest as Frank, while O'Neill will play Bill, most star survivors living in an isolated town. Oh, while writer Craig Menez has said the Last of Us TV show will follow the story of the original game, so yeah, and also, you know, focus on expanding certain stuff. Um, so, we're gonna have to see how that turns out, but. I'm just, I don't know if I'm going to watch it, though. I don't know if I'd be interested in it. Like, I like The Last of Us game. The sequel... Eh, I don't want to talk about that. But, yeah. Also, coming out in August, a closed beta set for, closed beta set for August, Gundam Evolution has been announced. A brand new Gundam for PC called Gundam Evolution. A free-to-play 6 6v6 first person shooter that FPS that looks a lot like Overwatch it seems set for August 8th 9th exclusive in Japan closed beta so yeah Gundam Evolution seems to be like a Overwatch clone but for Japan Jam you Japan okay John Wick 4 brings back the Ian McShane Asha Winston Winston they finalized a the deal with Blind Gates to return for the upcoming movie that's being directed by Chad. I'm not pronouncing that last name. Saying, saying uh, I couldn't be happier than to welcome Ian McShane back into John Wick Chapter 4. He's not only an amazing act actor, but is an indispensable collaborator who has helped define the world of John Wick. Filming has already begun and will continue in France, Germany, Japan. Throughout the summer, Donnie Yen, Samir Anderson, Arena, uh, I'm not going to try the last name. Are also set to star, featuring new writers Michael Finch and Shay Hanton, making it the first John Wick movie not to include the writer and creator that was on there originally. According to the interview with Collider, he, Derek, wasn't asked to return for the John Wick series, saying, "No, it wasn't my decision." When you think of the contractually of things, the third one I shared the credit with any number of people. They didn't have to come back to me, and so they didn't. So they could, they're probably teasing an expanded universe of stuff with other badasses living across the world. world since they kept doing how this normal guy becomes a crazy gun shower, basically. But yeah, I'm a little confused by this. Meanwhile, remember Clippy? Yeah, they killed that a while back. Microsoft put out a tweet saying, if this gets 20k likes, we'll replace the paperclip emoji of the 365 with a clip with Clippy. Clippy! Clippy! Well, they're at 168k likes. 
Yeah. <laughs> Clippy is looking like it's gonna make a comeback as an emoji. Okay. Sadly, there will. Meanwhile, in sad news, there will be no new Star Wars games at EA Play Live, but news is teased for 2022. Well, it's EA, so I don't care. <laughs> EA confirmed that they will not be showing Star Wars new Star Wars games on July 22nd, and but all of us look forward to celebrating with you next year when we share our vision for the galaxy far, far away. Is it a, redu a redux of the sequel trilogy, and that means it will be actually that will actually be consistently good? And not piss on me and make me mad and make me question why I even invested in this. And it makes me wonder how there's no virtual hope in the stars here, but it's just an endless cycle of war, death through lies, and deception of the people. I was still bummed about the ending. And like, the ending starts where the adventure all started. It was told through deceptive lies. <laughs> lies! So, yeah. Meanwhile, Ramadan Jr. signed on for a new HBO show where he'll play multiple villains. They will play multiple villains. He will play multiple characters from the show, and they're all villains from America. And that includes a congressman, a CIA agent, a Hollywood movie director, and others. Okay, the congressman and the Hollywood movie director I can get, the CIA agent. Okay, that's mixed on that, but so... Okay, I'm going political on this. On how the main percent is evil and everything. But yeah, it's gonna be... It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Robert Downey Jr. is off of the retirement of, of Iron Man, and... This movie is now the second biggest global box office in history. It was number one, and then Avatar, James Cameron was like, No, I will not stand for it. As such, I will release my movie back into theaters for a week, and I will get my spot back. I am not at all petty and vindictive. So... Warhammer 40k Dark Tide is delayed to 2022. Sorry, everybody, for those who were ready for the Grim Dark Action cooperative game for Xbox and PC. It's been delayed to spring. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I'm just glad that I, I'm glad that if there was an issue with it, fine. And they want to invest in more systems for support dark side for years to come. Um, so, yeah. So yeah. It, so yeah. I'd rather have the game be delayed and be good than be not prepared and decannibalized by the market. Also, on July twentieth, there will be a launching for Los Santos. Those tu tuners update for GTA Online, all about cars. We will under that focuses on underground tuner scene across Los Santos, adding new missions and races in what's known as LS Car Meet, which will include new social gathering where players can get together and show off their whips. Oof, yeah, show off the rides. Beach. 
So they will include a reputation system that lets you unlock new benefits with each level. You can spend $50,000 to become a member of the LS card meet to get access to the prize ride challenge. Oh yeah, we're gonna ride in our sweet ride. Oh yeah. I don't care. I, I, I don't. Oh, like I play GTA Online, I don't record it. I'm just there's really not much for me to do there, and I mostly nowadays have to help someone on, on there. So yeah, I just explore for a little bit, go and do the do the uh, spin the wheel thing, and then move on. Uh, so yeah, the Nintendo Switch, the OLED model, apparently it'll cost one more ten more dollars to make. It cost ten dollars more to make. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, it's weird. I'm like, I'm not really like my mom was interested in looking into it just to get an understanding of it. But yeah, it only cost ten dollars more for manufacturing costs. So yeah. Hmm. Meanwhile, there's a new FPS documentary called First Person Shooter, the definitive FPS documentary. About the history of first person shooter games has added a number of big names, such as John Carmack, Mac, Brian Upton, and John Cook will be featured. The producers have also announced that the Kickstarter campaign enters its final 10 days. Carmack being the co-founder of id Software, with franchises like Wolfenstein, Doom, Quake. Upton is a veteran for Rainbow Six and Ghost Recon. Will Cook is known for his ventures for Team Fortress and the Half-Life City series. Jamu Ambition! Raising more than $8,000, which is well above its goal, the campaign wraps on Monday, July 26th, and pledges of £30 or more will get you access to the documentary when it's released. Well, there are a number of nice perks, getting, like getting your name on the credits, a poster design, a poster a design, by Dave Merrill, t-shirts and more. You can receive various pledges. Head to the definitive Kickstarter page to learn more about that. But yeah, this is involved in documentary talking about the first person shooter stuff. So are they going to talk about the dark side of it? Like how people were blaming it for virtually everything that was wrong with the world, even though there was no evidence to prove that? Probably, but you know. So James Gandalf, if I butcher that fine, Apparently claims that HBO paid him three million to not star on The Office. What? So... What? So... NBC was ready, was going to pay him Four million to play the new boss for a single season, but was instead took a three million deal not to do that. Uh, uh. Oh man, you're given whole three million not to take an offer, and you were prepared to play four million. Oh, so you can just sit in your couch with your three million dollars and drink your expensive wine. Okay. 
And for the final piece of news for today, a YouTuber by the name of um, Ian Charnas, who focuses on DIY creations like syncing Viper Blades to music and decided to try and harness the power of... Oh, God, this is so dangerous. He decided to convert a knockoff Game Boy to run on nuclear power. I'm pretty sure that's not gonna end well. Apparently, there he harnessed the power of nuclear decay to play a video game. You can and should and the watch then the video is up on YouTube, but it surely captures the light energy thrown off by the natural decay of titanium and it, an isotope of hydrogen using mini solar panels and then stores the energy in a specialized battery. From there, the batteries are built into the custom board and hooked up to a low energy handheld game to play Tetris. Um, okay, so they said that all proceeds will be um, going to benefit a charity helping support children living near the affected zone of the Chernobyl nuclear reactor disaster from all those years ago. But um, oh, oh man. <laughs> Madness. Nuclear decaying energy to power a knockoff Game Boy console. Handheld. To play Tetris. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. Bye, everyone. I'm out. This is it. We're done. The world's done. We finally honored nuclear decay for Game Boy Tetris knockoffs. This is going to a good cause, but oh god, that, that's probably gonna be bad down the road if you didn't take it the proper precautions were taken. Oh, wow. Well, that's it, everyone. The Ariana Collective ends on a strange note the journey of nuclear energy to use to power handheld devices to play Tetris. We're out, everyone. Take care. Have a nice day. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.